Hi, welcome to the Unexpected Experts podcast. This is the Upload Download, a more laid back conversation about our perspectives on any number of topics as an upload to you and the things we are reading, learning and downloading ourselves. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, this week, I've got uh, I've got my buddy Stefan in What's the up? room. What's up, dude? Yeah, father of four, master of none. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, is that, that's how is that, it works, right? Is that just on your business card? Yeah, that should be. <laughs> yeah, that's a... father of four, master of none. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Andrea is not here this week. Andrea has been completely overrun by her kids today, which is totally fine. I get that. That's all good. Yeah. You know, she's a father. She's, she's not, not a father. A father. <laughs> she's a mother of two, master mother of, two. of none. Master of none, yeah. Uh, but she's, yeah, she apparently had quite the day. So um, I figured, okay, well, I'll see what I can do because we need to put in an episode this week. Um, we didn't get an episode out last week because you and I and Andrea and our whole choir and orchestra, we yeah. had this this little thing called our, our what? Our annual spring concert at the Jack Singer Concert Hall. Yes, but it wasn't, this was the big one because it was at the Jack. Usually yeah. it's not. Usually it's not at the Jack. Yeah. So, so we had about a thousand time. more seats to sell, I think. Yeah. About that. <laughs> Which this is crazy. Quite, a 15, 1600 seat auditorium. Something like that. Something like that. I think and it's close got, to two. We got about 1200, I think. Yeah. Pretty close to that. It was so just like the rafters good. that didn't get sold, but yeah, no one wants those seats anyway. Nah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. We're just going to hang out and like yeah. shoot the breeze. And uh, we've got some, me a, a wicked drink. We got some tasty old fashions here. Yeah, tasty. And uh, we're it's just wicked. gonna we're just gonna hang out. So, I think you've listened. To, you said you listened to like a few episodes. A few, a few of the early earlies. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you're so, gonna have to catch up. I'm gonna have to catch to up. Then be allowed to listen to the episode that you're on. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I won't even listen to this one until yeah. I listen to the rest. It's gonna be like shout out year. to Terrence. I'm finally on. I told you. Hey oh. Hey oh. <laughs> what up, Terrence? <laughs> Man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, anytime that we hang out, we always end up talking about music. And you've got your guitar sitting right next to you here. I do. I just came from a recital. Um, I have three guitar students. Nice. This is my first year teaching, so I was pretty kind of nervous because I taught myself, basically, um, in youth group with other guys that were just hanging out and playing guitar and Deadly. singing songs, right? Like, that's how you learned when you're a kid. So that's, that's how I learned, and so I just wanted to make... Uh, guitar fun for them so that they weren't like bombarded with all this technical nonsense and so that they just want to keep doing it. So we did Wonderwall yeah. tonight, guys. Classic. Nice. It's not a recital unless someone's doing Wonderwall. Unless someone plays Wonderwall. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or unless some vocal student is doing Don't Stop Believing. Uh, or, oh no, th- no, my bad. That's karaoke. That's karaoke. Yeah, yeah. That's this Saturday. This There will be karaoke. There will be karaoke. And someone for sure will sing stuff. It's like, going to happen. It's, it's yeah. probably going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good chance. There's a good chance. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Uh, we also did uh, yesterday, one of my students, we did uh, Times Like These, Foo Fighters. Oh, but nice. But the acoustic version, which is, you know, so good, right? So good. Um, and then we did a song by Casting Crowns for one of my other students. So it was like, cool. it's basic, but they're like learning how to strum and keep time. And Heck yeah. Yeah. Off beats are always like tricky for them and keeping their hand moving, not just like strumming for each time they need to. Yeah. Which keeps them so out of time. And they're just like. Yeah. So like you need that off beat to 
kind of keep you in the pocket a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but it's fun. Like it's it's honestly been amazing, uh, and I didn't realize how like rewarding an experience it would be for for me to be a teacher. Like one of my students sang at the gala. Uh, play oh, guitar, right. right? Yeah, and yeah. So she was there again uh, yesterday, but uh, sweet. Yeah, like these kids have gone from like zero to where they are now, and yeah. it's like Wonderwall. <laughs> it's killing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a classic guitar song. It's like Smoke on the Water, and then Wonderwall. Yeah, and then what's what's the next few after that? Well, it's funny because like Ethan wanted to. He gave me the list. I asked him the like, first lesson is like, well, what kind of music do you like? Yeah. Or what do you want to learn? And he's like, I want to learn Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> Back in Black, <laughs> like <laughs> some Metallica. And I'm just like, whoa, slow your roll. We're gonna we got to start somewhere, and, yeah. it's, and it's gonna be Wonderwall. <laughs> but the, I mean, the hardest thing for them, especially or any beginner guitarist, is starting with a really crappy beginner guitar. Sure. Because yeah. they're just so hard to play. Right? Yeah. So luckily, um, one of the guys in, in choir, Joe, had a decent uh, Yamaha guitar that he was able to loan Ethan. And it was a huge difference from that to like the first act guitars that you can buy that are dirt cheap. Yeah. And I know most parents are like, well, I don't want to spend money because I don't know if they're going to like it. And I'm just like, well, then rent one. Yeah. Like rent a nice guitar for two months instead of buying a $50 guitar that will net, you know, get put in the corner because it's so hard to play. Totally. Yeah. So I did that with a pedal that I was, that I ended up buying. I yeah. rented it for a few months and then I decided, you know what? I'm just going to buy this thing. Absolutely. And then by that point, you've already got all your, all your settings dialed in. Yeah. And you, you have it sounding You've got a feel for it. it and you're like, yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, at least along with McQuaid, they also take off some of the price of the pedal yeah. if you've been renting it for a while. So however however long you've been renting it, however many months, they deduct a bit off of the price. So I told nice. like he wants to buy his own guitar now, which is awesome. I let him play this one and he was like, Well, this is a huge difference. Cool. I mean, this is a much yeah. nicer guitar. But I said, if you've got a budget, you know, if it's like five hundred bucks or seven hundred dollars, go to Long McQuaid and say, I just want to play guitars in this price range. Cool. Yeah. To find something I'm comfortable with. Make sure it gets set up at some point. Yeah. And then like rent it even for a month or so. And then if you really like it, then start paying for that one. Heck yeah. And like you said, they'll take off money, the rent to own kind of a thing that they do for a little bit anyway, you know, but yeah. Well, and their rentals are pretty cheap too. Like, <laughs> I think I was renting this pedal for like maybe 10 bucks a month, something like that. Oh, the, wa- the wireless pack uh, that I rented for the concert. Yeah. It was, I think $16 for the weekend. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. Like from Thursday to Monday. Yeah. I forgot to return it on Monday. Oh. So they auto charged my card 20, 20 some dollars. And I'm right. like, oh, okay. So I called them today. Like even a few days after, like I didn't even find this a priority, yeah. which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Long call- McQuaid, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. we're good. <laughs> no, well, Long McQuaid, if you're listening, well done. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 20, $21. And I called today to be like, hey, I was supposed to return it on Monday. They pulled up my file and they're like, oh, you're all good. It renewed for a month. And I'm like, what? Oh, deadly. $21 for a month? And I paid 16 for a weekend? <laughs> what? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, guess I got I it guess for I a got month. This for three more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, sweet. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, playing with the wireless is always kind of fun, but uh, it was just hilarious. And I'm like, Long McQuaid, I always joke. Uh, your credit, no matter how crappy it is anywhere else, yeah, is still good at Long McQuaid. One hundred percent. Because they're just like this guy might make it. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they feel, right? So they're just you like, you might make it big, you might blow yeah. up. 
Oh, you need DJ equipment? It's $5,000? Let's see what your credit score is. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He might be good for he it. He might be good for it. <laughs> Long McQuaid. They yeah. might be good for yeah, it. Yeah, they might be good for it. Absolutely. So it's it's funny because like I'm not the only one. Like when I first bought my when I bought my first guitar, my credit was absolute garbage. Yeah. And it was like a Les Paul. It was like eight hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. And I, I didn't put any money down and it they were because it was I think it was um Yorkville month, which is part Gibson oh, is part of that. Yes. Yeah. So it was zero percent or whatever. And then I was just they were just like, Yeah, here you go. Here's here's, here's a Les Paul. A, here's a brand new Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Dang. And I'm just like, Okay, sure. And I'm like, so and then every time I've been back, for I almost bought a MacBook from them because they were selling MacBooks for like the recording equipment. Oh really? Because I was like, I could get like a two thousand dollar MacBook and they would give me no grief about my credit. <laughs> Never did, but I'm just saying, like, uh, that it, it, that's such a funny thing because I know so many people that's that terrific. admittedly have, like, terrible credit, but yeah. they'll go to Long McQuaid and they'll walk out with a guitar and an amp, no questions asked. Yep. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> just, L&M does not have any affiliation with the CRA whatsoever. Yeah, whatso- whatsoever. <laughs> they do get a lot more business around the, that time of year. Around tax season. Tax season, yeah, yeah absolutely. Totally. It's like, oh. My tax check came in. Oh, got to go get some new in-ears. Yeah. You know, got to get a new pedal. Oh, I do need in-ears, but that's I need, I, I want to get custom so bad, like so bad. I know there was a company, I don't remember which one now, this was ages ago. I heard there was some company that was doing like tax day sales on in-ears. Oh, that like would be I think it was some American company. Probably, because that's like a big that. thing for them. Yeah. But it was like, oh, you got your tax refund? Buy some in-ears on discount. I'm yeah. like, that's a legitimately good idea. It's <laughs> too good. Because with in-ears, you buy them once and you're done. Well, that's the really? thing. I've had my in-ears for, I want to say like eight, nine years. Right, yeah. And they finally crapped out this year. Really, hey? And they're uh, dual drivers. No. Yeah, they're duals. Westones, Westone 20s. I got them at Long McQuaid on a Boxing Day sale. Beautiful. 150 bucks instead of like $350. Dang. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And Heck now yeah. I can't find anything for duels even <laughs> close to that price. Seriously. I believe like, it. I, I think the the in-ears that I'm using right now are like Shures, but I got them off of some like, I feel like it was kind of a Chinese website. Wish? You got them off of Wish? <laughs> I might have got them off Wish, honestly. That was a big thing. That was, yeah, because they're bright red. Yeah. I'm like, sure does not make bright red in-ears. So I and remember I that. I got the cable separate because the cable was a higher quality one because yeah. the one that they actually came with was a trash cable. And so the guy that I was talking to was like, oh, yeah, just get this cable. It's like another 10 bucks or something. I remember this. There's the, so on the gear pages... There was a huge thing about Wish getting these sure the 500 series or whatever. Right. And I think me and Dan Arciaga were looking at them. He actually did buy them and he said they worked great until he sat on them and they just crumbled. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah. the rumor was in the gear world someone at the Sure factory in China or whatever yeah. got in after hours and ran like a whole bunch so it's it, they should be like they're the right series, just crappier materials. Right. Yeah. Right. Like the the plastic is crappy. Like the diodes, everything is garbage. But they should run. Yeah. Like whatever they're triple or what a quads maybe. Well, I've been using them for over five years. 
And they're still rocking. <laughs> yeah. like, they still kick. Well, he said, Dan said he, when they were working, they were great. Yeah. It was just they crumbled upon the smallest amount of pressure. Okay, so I just won't sit on them. Yeah, good. absolutely. <laughs> just don't sit on them and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh, <laughs> Wish. man. oh man. So many. Yeah. So many, like, I think hundreds of people bought those off of Wish. Just like I mean, hundreds are buying price. those KZs, those KZ series. Yeah. They bought them at Center Street. They're garbage. I can't even like they don't <laughs> they don't fit in my ears properly. They're just junk. And they yeah. sound terrible. But they were forty dollars, so I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Get them in a, a bulk bin or something. Yeah. Bulk I remember when we had bud. Sennheiser. What's his name? Nathan uh Picklick. Because he got a job at Sennheiser. Oh, okay. And so he helped us set up the sanctuary sound and everything when it, we first moved to the main, the new one. Mm-hmm. Um and then he had a hookup at Sennheiser. No. Yeah, Sennheiser. Um, and so we had a whole bunch of in-ears that were like Sennheiser, like top of the lines. They were right. IE8s. I looked them up. They're like $1,200 in-ears. And I'm just like, whoa. Whoa. I will be using these every time. Yes, please. Yeah. And then suddenly they all disappeared. And then we all ended up both, like, they took us to uh, Costco. We bought our own, like, whatever in-ears we wanted. And then... They took us to Costco, got our ears molded, and then they just molded the earbuds right into them. Oh, cool. And I'm just like, you can do that? They're like, yeah, it's the same same huh. principle, right? So if you take if you've got good like a good uh whatever the, the the bud, yeah, where you can take the end off, they will just mount them into your mold. That's so smart. And what a you, great idea. They 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 actually isolate really well. Right. And if you get decent enough quality buds, they'll they'll do just fine yeah like if the drivers are good yeah. and you're mitigating all that sound coming in so i had a pair of monsters not? that i won at on at some event and they were like 200 dollars at a time right they sounded great but i as soon as i got them in the molds and like actually they were yeah. amazing like yeah they were phenomenal right so i was just like but at the same time you see all these amazing in-ear companies and like oh man like plunge audio here in calgary i follow Dude, that guy and i'm just I like know. i wish and he's doing like a not a not a lower level, but like a a, a ground level in ear that he's going to manufacture a bunch of, but they're still so expensive. Yeah, I believe it. But there's probably but the a, guy's a genius. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram too. Yeah, yeah. Like his in ears are so good, and anyone that I know who's ever used them are just like, even if I ever break, like he said, apparently you can take some sure ones that are for for driver or whatever, and just bring them to him, and he'll rehouse it into the one of his new ones. No kidding. Yeah. And I'm just like, part of me wants to do that with my West tones, but I'm like $500 for the rehouse. Yeah. Yeah. $500 for new. Like, might as well just save up and get new ones. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. Save that a little extra. Like, eh. Yeah. But yeah. in ears make a difference, man. Like, Dude, yeah. they make a huge difference. Like the first church that I started playing at, I was using in ears and we were using click and we had monitor mixes and all of that. And then going from that to a church that didn't use in-ears and like you're just using wedges was such a weird transition for me. Yeah. It was so weird. Now I'm like, I'm so used to in-ears and having a click and being able to mix everything. And pan. And pan. I haven't got on the panning yet, oh, but my, my buddy Jamie has been getting on the panning with his mix. I'm like, I got to get on that. I got to get on that. Well, I'm panning, one of those that loves to hear everything. Yeah. And the problem without panning is you, it's the levels are just so high, right? You're going to destroy your ears and you won't be able to hear yourself like right. what you want to hear. 
So even my vocals, there's four vocals across the stage. I'll pan them, sometimes pretending I'm in the middle, but usually I'll often enough pan them where they're situated from right. me. So I'm usually off to the right, and the, the fourth vocalist is like right in front of me. And so I will put that person just straight ahead. Just right and then the, the other three will be like slowly further to the left. Right. And then so when I'm sitting there, it makes, I mean, it's more of an effect for me that way. But it also allows me to like for my, if I'm running stereo, I'll pan my amps hard left and right. And then if there's another electric player or an acoustic player, I'll just kind of pan them a little bit left or a little bit right. Okay. To fill that space. And sure. then so sonically, you're hearing so many different things in different spots that they're actually very clear. And then that way I can turn the volume overall down. Right. And I don't have like just this massive wall of sound in my ears. Yeah. See, I got to get on the panning for sure. Like for anyone that doesn't know too, like panning is like when, when you have your headphones on, you don't really, I guess you do get the same effect in a car too. Sometimes it depends often, how they recorded it. Yeah. And they'll, they'll mix it left and right, but it'll be old Beatles tracks. The, um, Oh, yeah? Yeah, lots of old Beatles tracks. I mean, my brother we used to play in the car because you can pan left and right in the car sometimes, right? Yeah, or like yeah. back and forth. So we'd pan left and right. And then one time we noticed, hey, there's no more vocals on this side. And then we flip it over the other side, that's all the vocals. Right. And they're just like, oh. Yeah, the, the panning is like an industry thing, like when they're mixing, yeah. that you can take, say, like typically the bass is right down the middle, yep. drums are right down the middle. Guitars will typically be panned either on the left ear or the right ear. Or if there's multiple guitars, one will be on one or the other. Yeah. 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 Um, or if there's multiple vocals, I've heard vocals going in left and right. Yeah, backup singers will be kind of left and right, and then yeah. the main will be down the middle kind of. But thing. yeah, it's a way of creating like a sonic space. So especially when you have headphones on, you really get a sense for it. Like you can really feel it, If especially if they've got a really long like reverby guitar and they're just panning it left and right to get like kind of a wash yeah. effect across that. Yeah. I love that feeling. That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about panning. Yeah. But so for me, I just use it for clarity because then I can hear right. all the different parts as clear as they should be without having to crank up my own just to, to hear over top of the rest. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I, I'm kind of the opposite a, because I haven't gotten on the panning train yet. B, because I really just strip everything down and I put in the things that I need. Uh, so I do in like yeah. a little bit of acoustic. Like I have maybe 10% of everything. Mm -hmm. And then I'll boost a little bit of acoustic, a little bit of the electric. Um, the click is right up there. <laughs> yeah. And then I do the kick drum. So I know rhythmically what I'm playing. Yeah. And then I have my own level way up. Yeah. But everything else is pretty pretty level if i really like the um the electric guitar that i'm playing with which is my buddy jamie uh because he's great um when i really like the electric tone i'll boost that a little bit because it's just fun to have that in my yeah. ear as well but i'm way more like strip everything down and then just what your basics what are. do i need yeah i'm just one of those people where it's like if people could hear my own mix that's in my ears it would be amazing the, right because yeah. i'm one of those i'm like oh this is perfect like i just i i like hearing everything yeah the only time that's screwed is when there's like an orchestra playing and they've got 50 things mic'd and you're just oh, like, well i'm not yeah. mixing that yeah yeah it's like but, i'll uh, just take the band yeah. <laughs> but they also um pan their drums so like the kick and the hi-hat and snare are center 
but their toms and their overhead mics right. are, are pre-panned in their in their setup. Um, so when that's when sweet. he's going across the toms, he's going across the toms in your ears, and that's like for me, that's like one of the coolest things to hear. Yeah, um, it's akin to like when a car goes from left to right, like at high speed, you hear yes. like Mew. yeah, kind of thing, right? Or when you're at the theater and they do that like Dolby thing where it's like mm, goes around, yeah, like that's what it feels like when he's hitting those drums all the way down, <laughs> and you're just like, this is what I want. So for See, me, we that's... we've done that a little bit at our church too, <laughs> where we do. Um, I think it's like an overhead left and right and maybe the toms as well, but sure the for sure those two overhead mics. Mm-hmm. And I had one drummer, he was he was being so funny with it. He had an egg shaker and he would do it in the left mic and then do it right into the right mic. And yeah. it was throwing me off so bad. And I just look back at him like, hey, or I they got do you. that across yeah, from yeah. left to right, right? Yeah. Just like <laughs> the gradual between. Yeah. 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 I mean it. I don't know. I, this, these are the like little things about music that are just so entertaining to me because everybody does them different. Yeah. But when you get that mix and you're playing and it's like perfect in your ears, like you, the smile across my face, I'm sure is just like, this is the best. Totally. This is so good. Yeah. Man. Okay. Question for you now. Cause I'm thinking like mix, I'm thinking like audio engineering. I, one of my favorite bands just came up with a new album like two weeks ago. And I can't stop listening to it. The, the album is a masterpiece. It's so good. But when I first listened to it, I put on my headphones. Yeah. And I just like shut my eyes. And I was listening to the, all the songs that hadn't been released yet. Because they released a bunch of them as singles mm-hmm. in the months prior. And then I finally got to listen to the whole album. And so all of those new tracks, I listened to it with my eyes closed. And you really get a feel for at least in my mind, you really get a feel for what the band is trying to communicate with each instrument in the mix, with each vocal entry, with each mm-hmm. drum fill, the whole thing. Like how is, how do you listen to music on your own? Do you sit down and like try and listen to just the drum tracks or do you try and listen to the whole song on its own? Or do you really do that at all? And like you just jam in the car or like what's, what's your approach to listening to music like that? It honestly, it depends. It if I'm like, oh, there's a new Foo Fighters track out, I need to listen to this. Where am I right now? Yeah. I'm in the car. Well, it's not going to be the greatest listen, but it, I'll still listen to it. Right. And then I will at some point. And I mean, I wish, like, when I was in high school and, and even in college, I understood the difference between, like, really good headphones. Right. Because yeah. we were using whatever crap headphones came with my Discman or whatever, right? Like, yeah. And... It didn't isolate, so you couldn't hear things, but you're just listening to it, and it felt it felt good. It sounded good. But now that I've matured, matured. <laughs> in air quotes. <laughs> in, in air quotes, yeah, absolutely. Um, in, in just my musical taste, and as soon as I got, like, AirPods, like, even AirPods Pro, which a lot of music technicians will be like, they're garbage. Like, I sure. would never use them. But it was a huge difference for me as soon as it, like... The noise isolation is on and I right. can't hear anything else and new music comes on. I'm just like, I can hear every little bit. Yeah. And it reminded me of, um, and I didn't take his class. I only took a few, like I, I went for a few courses um, just because <laughs> Corey Bittner did a class at Rocky. Um, it was a composition class. Oh, cool. And um, I only stuck around for, for two 
uh, weeks because I was just kind of auditing it and I just didn't want to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, but the two songs they did, and I'll never forget it, is You Rock My World by Michael Jackson. Right. And um, Vanessa Carlton. Uh, what's that one? 500 Miles? No, not 500 Miles. Vanessa Carlton. It's the... Oh. What's that called? Um, like, how do I not know what the name of that is? And I song? need you. Da, 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 yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. Like Terry Crews in White Checks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I think it is, maybe it is 500, 500 Miles. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm, you're right. I'm, yeah, probably. <laughs> so I'll never forget it because the two songs, he just broke them down instrumentally. And I've never forgotten it because as soon as I got good earbuds, I am now thinking, well, what's playing? Like, what music? And so when we broke down You Rock My World, of course, it's Michael Jackson. Just layers and layers of like, but stuff that's not getting in each other's way. And that's the crazy part, right? And it like, there's a lot of bands out there that it sounds really good, but there's a lot of stuff that's just doubling and a lot of it's a lot of it's a mess. And in certain parts, it clears up. And I mean, for them, that's how it is. And that's that you don't have any other expectations. Sure. But Michael Jackson stuff, if you break that stuff down, sure, there's stuff that's doubled at times, but it's still not getting in its own way. And there's like, there's like five layers of synth. There's like layers of electric guitars. Dude, all the layers of vocals that he did. Yeah. Holy cow. And it's, and they all work together so perfectly. Right. And then when we did, uh, it is 500 miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when, we, when that one came up the next week, it was just like, oh, suddenly I'm hearing there's electric guitars in this and only in certain spots in the songs. And it's not throughout. Right. It's just when it makes the most sense. Yeah. And I'm just when like... it serves the song. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, this is way better. And I mean, like, there's, there's bands out there where, like, even when I play sometimes, I'm just like, am I just playing now just because I feel weird standing there? Mm. And I'm just like, so it's made me think... Especially now that I'm I'm playing in the choir, so many instruments, so many instruments, like even a on the full songs orchestra worth yeah. of instruments. Yeah, even though there's these are songs that are very like rhythm. Lots of these songs are very rhythm like focused. Yeah, it's just like how do I stay out of the way of what's all the, you know what else is going on? Yeah, uh, and so like for example, Footloose, there was like three different guitar parts to it. And I just played the simplest one so that I'm staying out of everybody's way. The horns are doing like the lead stuff already. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. there's no point in me doubling all that stuff up. Like, I just got to stay out of the way. And I think for me, I can't remember who I was chatting with about this. Because they're like, well, you've been playing guitar for like 20 years. Like, you're a guitarist. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't consider myself a guitarist. I, I feel like I'm a musician. I know I'm a musician. Not because of the theory that I know, but just the musicality that I, I've learned over yeah, the years, and I feel totally. like that's something that's totally different, and serves me very well in in the stuff that I do. Um, I would again, if I could go back and do it all, I would tell myself, "Learn your theory, idiot!" Like, yeah, <laughs> even just a little bit more than grade just a four little bit piano. More. Yeah, like Dude, I only I, had to do up to grade four. That's what my mom said. You guys can do up to grade four, right. and then as as long as you do that you know, you can continue in band. So I like played sax in band and stuff like that. So I can read music. I know the basic stuff, but for some reason when I started playing guitar and I was really excited about it, I just had zero care for like, Oh, scales. Oh, what's what key is this in? How many sharps and flats? Yeah. I don't care. Play. I want to play Wonderwall. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. And we're back. Yeah. Dude, I feel the same way about bass too. Like I know I'm 
I know that I'm a musician, but I I find it hard calling myself a bass player when I know what other kind of bass players are out there. Like Dirty Loops, like Henrik Linder. <laughs> yeah, man. That man is a bass god. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Marcus Miller. Um, Freaking Thundercat. Like Thundercat, Victor <laughs> Wooten. Yeah. Like these guys are insane. I can't, like, how can I call myself a bass player Joe when, these, Dart. when these guys walk the planet? <laughs> Joe Dart. Yeah. yeah like, Freaking Wolfpack, right? Yeah. Like, how can I call myself a bass player with these titans roaming the earth, you yeah. know? But then it's it's exactly what you're saying, too. Like, with um, with knowing where your instrument fits in the mix and in the band, knowing, and this is something I learned pretty early on, is knowing when not to play, yeah. especially as a bass player. Because there's some songs, and mind you, I only really play at churches. There's some songs I don't even play until the second verse. Like, I will skip the the whole intro, the whole first verse, the whole first chorus, mm-hmm. and then jump in on the second verse. Yeah. Because that's where it needs to come in. It makes way more sense. To serve the song. Yeah. You know? And just musically. and Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I... I uh, you know, no one likes to toot their own horn. I mean, some people do, I'm sure. Um, but I, again, like I, I would rather just say I'm, I'm decent musician, right? Um, mediocre guitar player. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know how we got here. I love it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, man. If if you haven't heard of this band too, like I'm, I'm thinking now. This band is, and I guess we can get to it when we get to download. Um, but. It's Sleep Token. Never. And, oh, dude. They just put out their third full-length album, and it's called um, Take Me Back to Eden. <laughs> and, whoo, baby, is it ever good. Okay. It's And they they touch on so many different genres, too. Like, they are, they're really jazz-influenced. They got a real pop influence. They got some great R&B influence. And then they're also metal. Like they're just everything. Wicked. And they do it, but they do it all really, really well. They're not just a metal band that also does pop and also does R&B stuff. Like mm-hmm. they really are intentional about doing each of these genres well and doing them authentically and doing them the service that they deserve, you know? Yeah. That's like, awesome. I think over overall, they're still classified as metal, but... Damn, the spectrum that this band has. Well, it's, I mean, it's wild. Henrik Linder is technically a metal bass player, right? Yeah. And then he just plays savage jazz bass for Dirty Loops. <laughs> <laughs> jazz, funk, fusion, Man, everything. That's a monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, And we've had a few nights even just rocking out to Dirty Loops <laughs> oh, yeah. or like Foo Fighters. Yeah. And all the Tiny Desk. Uh, concerts. If you have not watched Tiny Desk and just gotten lost in it, you do need to do yourself a favor. Do it. Book yourself a night. Yeah. Pour yourself a glass of wine. Yeah. Or a beer or whatever, a or and then just hit the YouTube, water, whatever you want, and just go through. Yeah. Thundercats a highlight. Yeah. What was it? Mac Miller. Mac Miller was a yeah. highlight. Um, um, Usher even, for me was a highlight. Yeah. Usher and uh, Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys was really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kirk, Kirk Franklin? Kirk Franklin was Kirk really Franklin's good. Kirk Franklin's was nutty. Yeah. Because he did his during the pandemic. So yeah. he like filmed it at, it his, was house at his house. Or at some space. Yeah. But that then there's so wild. many other ones that are on there that are not even like 
mainstream artists like they've got classical people they've got just like folk people yeah and so you can go down the mainstream route but then if you start hitting these little side ones you're gonna be like who are these people and why are they so awesome yeah and that's the best and part of how have i never heard of them yeah yeah it's so good it'll, it'll be like honestly hours hours of just pure enjoyment listening yeah well, that was us about a year ago. <laughs> what? Right? Because we were watching... It was the, a spring concert. We were watching the symphony chorus <laughs> spring concert that night at your place. In New York, yeah. And then we finished that. And we were like, oh, man, that was so good. And like, oh, that really... Is, that was like this. And then, oh, man, we... All right, pull up this video, right? I was like, oh, oh, that was sick. Here, pull up this video, right? And yeah. we were just throwing videos at it each other. It was three in the morning when we were done. It was done. like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It was like four, maybe five hours of just going through YouTube videos. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really good. So much fun. And not a single note of Dave Matthews was played. Oh, blessed be. <laughs> <laughs> but then even here, like, we were chatting for a while. And we were chatting about, like, Foo Fighters and just talking music and then we ended up just like watching a Foo Fighters documentary one night. Yeah, absolutely. With plans <laughs> to watch uh, other ones. With plans, yeah. Like it's going to happen. Yeah, still. Like we're going to watch uh Sound City. That's right. For sure. It and might get loud. Might get loud. Yeah. Yeah, which is not Foo Fighters but at the same time. But we've both seen it and oh it's always gosh. worth a rewatch. It's funny because like I had It Might Get Loud on Blu-ray. I had the 360 tour on Blu-ray. Ooh, nice. Um, and then I had the All That You Can't Leave Behind tour. Oh, what's that one? Um, the U2, right? When, so they had their tour in Calgary. They, that's when they did the heart, the first time they did the big heart okay. in the, on the stage. Yeah. It was um, Walk On, Beautiful Day. Um, it was that album. Okay. Um, and I was at Rocky, and my team led worship that day. And it was me and Jordan Pilgrim, Becky Timmons. I can't remember who was playing drums, but uh, Sean Barron was also playing. Sweet. And like just massive U2 fans. And we were all going to the concert that night. Jordan Pilgrim is playing electric guitar. He's got uh, the Line 6 DL4 just going. Nice. Everything we played, he's like throwing dotted eighth notes in there, uh, delay. And then the last song, we end with 40. Oh. Of 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 worship for chapel, and and pastor Dang. and then uh, pastor Gord Gordon Dirks yeah comes up and he's just like I haven't heard that song in forever, and I forget how much of a worship tune it is like mm. of how good it is, and we just picked it because we were going to you two that night yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely that's like, perfect <laughs> we for didn't no other the, reason yeah we didn't yeah. pick the set because of the certain message that was happening no, no 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 we just picked the set because we're like we're going to you two this is going to sound awesome with delay yeah. this is going to sound awesome <laughs> with delay and then that was the whole thing so Jordanette is like cowboy hat on yeah. We skipped class the rest of the day, obviously. We were Heck on yeah. such a high. Yeah. And then the seats that we got, we got on them late and we didn't want to spend a lot of money. So we were at the absolute farthest end of the saddle dome that you could be. So the saddle dome is more lengthwise, right, than it is width. Yeah. So yeah. it was the whole concert was lengthwise. And where it goes up at the top of the lip of the saddle mm -hmm. at the back, that's where I was sitting. Oh, like the man. rail was right here yeah, and the roof was right here. <laughs> so there, you could yeah. not be further away, but it was still the most amazing experience. Like I would even consider that tour was like, it was a full out worship experience and other people have explained wow. it that way too. Yeah. Um, not only did that, like 
they sang Walk On at the end and they sing Hallelujahs at the end. They sing, Crazy. they end the concert singing Hallelujahs and then it's just echoing Hallelujah with no music and like as they're, they're done and they're walked wow. off. Like it's just insane. But at one point in the concert, we knew that Jordan was there also. We see him, Bono, reach down and grab a cowboy hat and we're just like, that could be anybody. It's, you know, it's Calgary. Yeah. Jordan's cowboy hat. No from, kidding. From earlier that day. <laughs> so basically right after we, we led worship at chapel, <laughs> he went down to get in line because he had yeah. general seating. Yeah. And he got right next to the stage. Wow. On that circle. And then so Bono reached down, put on his cowboy hat. And then we saw him milling around at the back wearing this cowboy hat and like passing it around with the edge and stuff. Yeah. And then we found out the day after that that was his cowboy hat. We're just like... That's so right. That is crazy, That's dude. So it was. It was the like again, just wow. because of leading that worship in that way, ending with forty, and then going to the concert, and then finding out it was just like the raddest three days, man. But that concert was unreal. It, that one topped the three sixty tour for me, which was pretty amazing because the three sixty had that screen and okay, yeah, it was like that telescoping screen that would like go up and down, and the bridge oh. that would go across the crowd. And like there was two bridges, and so at one point the edge was on one, and Bono was on the other, and the bridge yeah. was like moving close to each other, and then they would like part. Oh, like crazy. and while the crowd was all underneath, like amazing stage setups and stuff. Like I mean, it's it's you too, right? But yeah. Um, again, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but it, I love it. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't even care. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we, we were talking about like Foo Fighters, and then us watching videos together. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. Oh, and so anyways. And, 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 uh, and it, it, it might get loud. Yeah, so yeah. I actually, and that's funny because now I don't know where any of these copies are because I've lent them out to people and I just oh, yeah. I don't know. So I would actually, if I was playing worship or playing like a big something, I would watch sections of It Might Get Loud or I would totally. watch sections of this tour just to like get myself like kind of in that mood and I'm like, sweet. And then I would go practice and I'd be like, there's all my edge delay and yeah, it's perfect. And, well, now, and we did, what was the... Um, Still haven't found. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. We did that one for a spring concert last week. Yeah, and your tone on that track, woo, baby! I could have done the backstroke in it. I've I've been working on this for years. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, when I've got to when I get to play you two in a, in a large setting, I've got zero worry about my tone. Yeah, <laughs> got it dialed in. Yeah. Well, when I played Streets for uh, No Greater Love, yeah, that was also like an epitome of up here for me, and I was just like, yeah, this is wicked. And I, it sucks because I only have one recording of it. And it's Dan, who was my guitar guy for me that day, because yeah. I was like passing guitars for different songs and stuff. Um, he recorded it just on his phone behind us. So all you can hear is like a little bit of the amps at the first part. And then as soon as he pans over this way, it's just drums. Oh, brutal. <laughs> and then he pans back a little bit so you can kind of hear. Yeah. But even in the video, I was just like, when I get my good earphones on and stuff, I'm like, dude, this is it's majestic. Like... <laughs> <laughs> even that little bit even that little bit i'm just like i got it i got Heck it yeah yeah and so i mean it works out for me because all worship music has been based off of youtube for the last 20 years dude that is so true so and, well it's like youtube and now Coldplay. yeah right which, which Coldplay is, is just, based off youtube also you know so it Same works thing. out for me great because every song i show up i just have like two delay settings and i'm like oh yeah this this one mm -hmm. yeah and i'm good Funny enough, I got to play on Sunday and I haven't practiced yet, but well, here we are. Here we are recording a podcast on a Thursday night. That's right. Yeah. I got all day tomorrow. Yeah. Wait, I'm working. 
no, I don't. <laughs> You've got someday I've tomorrow. I've got someday tomorrow. Yeah. And then no time on Saturday. Man, okay. I've, because I've, I'm thinking about like all your performances now that you've done and like no greater love. Like we competed at that competition. Yeah. I was playing for my friend, Sarah Mae Defoe, previous guest of this podcast. And I think that was the first time that we actually really kind of met. I think so. We'd met before. So I knew you, but not like, cause I tagged you in a post. I'm like, I see you JMO. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but again, it was like one of the first times we'd ever actually like. And I think that was five. Six years ago, something like that. I think it might have been more. It might have been 2017. There's no way of knowing. No, we, we don't. We don't have any record of this anywhere on on it's Facebook in- or Instagram. There's no way of knowing. <laughs> but like all the stuff that you've done now with Hope's Creed, and all the churches that you played at, and you played at the Jack Singer. Yeah. Like, damn, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, for a mediocre guitarist like myself. <laughs> for a guy that doesn't consider himself a guitarist. <laughs> I've played at a lot of places and for a lot of things. So, hashtag blessed. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and we've played together a few times. Yeah. At, uh, at our friend Hendrick's church. Not as many times as we'd like. Though. Not nearly as many. No. Yeah, but okay. So, I'm, I'm thinking of the amount of times that you've performed at different venues. And I'm thinking of the amount of times that I've sung at different venues. What's like the coolest thing about playing guitar in a venue, in a building, at a concert hall, at a big festival? Like, just describe that like feeling for me. Oh man, I don't know. And so, I mean, each venue has got its you know things that you you like, and I mean, churches are churches. So I can't say like there's one church I like more than another church. Um, the coolest church I ever played at, I did not actually play at. We were on tour in Europe for Rejoice with Rocky. Oh, cool. And, uh, I mean, we get to this old cathedral in Germany, and we sang a cappella. Oh, man. Like, and that, yeah. that, I don't need a guitar for that. Yeah. Like, that was gorgeous. Like, that was the the most amazing sound. And then seeing people that are just randomly there because they're touristing, you know, stop to listen Wow. Is like that, like for me, that's like up there with one of the coolest feelings ever. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure like, I think our choir, when we toured to the East and I didn't go on this tour, they went to Montreal and they stopped at this old kind of cathedrally type church, but we, they tried to like run sound in there, which is in a stone building with like marble and whatever everywhere it's just an echo chamber is the worst place to try to run anything electronic yeah. so i'd have been like no i would change the set just for that like even if it's yeah. a shorter concert yeah. just do that and then if you want to do electric stuff do it outside yeah you know but it, that was probably that church in germany i mean also we're at a church in germany so that's yeah. pretty cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> we did a similar thing when we did our tour into the uk and we had a church that we sang at in sheffield and it was the same thing. Mm. It was this church built in like the 1500s, stone floors, yeah, man. stone everything. And we're singing a cappella songs in there. And the feeling of singing your part while listening to the people next to you, while you can also hear the people across the room from you, and everything is blended and churned into this glorious... Yeah. like cloud of sound there's no there's no 
Like I still remember the song we sang. Like it was "Abide with Me," and I I wish I could uh, remember like the arrangement. Uh, I think it might actually be on the first Rocky album. Now that I think about it, and I'm sure if if like it's people started singing it, I would know my part. Like you would just jump right in. Yeah, Yeah. that's how I feel, and that's that's because it's one of those memories. Like it's a core core memory. Core memory unlocked. Yeah. but like so for me like that that's a different whole thing like performing there which wasn't even a performance it was us touring around being in this church with tons of random other tourists right starting to sing this one song and then everybody just crowded around man so but it was I, like a purely organic thing it wasn't actually yeah, a concert it wasn't a concert it was us damn that's being cool. in this place and realizing how cool this was and then we all kind of looked at each other and then we we're just like yeah let's let's sing this song and so we started singing um abide with me and it was just, it was wow. just the most gorgeous thing. And again, it's probably like my brain has transformed this into like this magnificent thing. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. But it totally was. <laughs> um, but it was it's a core memory now anyway. It's a core memory. Yeah. yeah. And then like comparing that to playing um, right. Streets at uh, No Greater Love for, I don't know, they said there was like 10,000 people there. And I'm just like. Wow. I got to play for I got to play a U2 song that I love for like 10,000 people. Now, that might have been 10,000 people for the whole weekend because it's like a two-day thing, whatever, right? right? So, But for sure, there was five to seven on that day because it was the Saturday. Like, it was the big day. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that's still pretty rad. Yeah. And I just, like, even the video he shows, like, when he's panning over, you can see in the distance. And you can hear people yelling as soon as we start the song. And screaming because it's again tons of Christians in this field, and they yeah. all know you too. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they've been basing their music off it for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I mean they started playing it on Shine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they did it they are anymore. For a while they did, and it was a huge people were like, "Oh, why are they playing the secular music in Shine?" While the rest of us were like, "Woo, finally!" Yeah, <laughs> even though we don't listen to Shine. But <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but I mean, the feeling of that was just so different in itself, right? Like, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm even thinking about lately at rehearsals for choir. And honestly, I just feel so much joy playing music. Mm. And it's something that I've, you know, I'm, it's a rehearsal. And we're just like, you know, sometimes we're just messing around. We're trying to figure stuff out. Um, and then like, I'm just, I just find myself smiling. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and finding like that my heart is full. Um, and then when we did the concert, obviously like that was as, as many stresses and nerves as there were, cause there were some pretty big guitar solos and stuff yeah. happening. Like you did um, Bohemian Rhapsody. I also like, did uh, big guitar solo. Miraculum. Yeah. <laughs> at Christmas twice. Yeah. Um, twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first time not as good. Oh no. Three times. Cause the first one in New York and then two times for us. Man. And the first yeah. one in New York, I was like, Oh, i actually did pretty good. And then the second time, the first concert here, I thought I did really well. I missed a few bends. And then the third time, I overcompensated for the bends that I felt like I missed. And yeah. I went opposite direction. <laughs> just, it just, I could hear it. And it was just like, oh, Rosie, don't post these. Don't post these. <laughs> and she did. Um, well, here we are. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I've just, I just love playing music. And I think that's now... Anytime I'm playing music, and especially with people that I love playing with, like with you guys, with with rhythm, you know, even with people in Henrik's band, like I just find myself 
just loving it. Yeah. And I think that if if you're playing music and you're not feeling that, then you're still figuring stuff out, sure. But if, if you've figured out yourself out and you think you're amazing and you're not feeling that kind of thing anymore, I don't know if you should still be playing music. Like, yeah, I feel that's like, fair. I honestly feel like even the people that are just starting out that have that same love and you can see them like my students i can see them smiling when they're when they're putting the song together that we've been working on like they said ethan was smiling like crazy that's and I'm cool. just like that's that keep that yeah 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 so, like don't lose the joy of music i don't care how good you are yeah or how good you will ever become like Wolfpack is one of those oddities because they're crazy good, but you can tell how much joy they have. Also, oh yeah, like yeah, every moment, <laughs> dude. And you're just like, oh, every man. video of those guys, like they're just vibing. They're having yeah, such a time, such a good time. Yeah, and I think I would rather, like, I love TikTok for this kind of thing, like, because you see so many new artists or so many things that you're just like, you can tell that they love their music. Yeah. And yeah. you can, and, and it, it becomes a vibe that even you feel on this side of the screen. And that's what I like. And that's the stuff that fills me. So, like, I don't care, honestly, at this point, where I'm playing. If I'm playing good music with people that I love playing music with, can't, can't yeah. hold me down. I really had that kind of feeling on Saturday at the concert, too. Like, especially in the second half, because I had all my solos out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's they were all just done and it was over and I could just enjoy myself for the whole second half. Yeah. And especially for the last few songs, like when we were doing the eighties songs like Rosanna and then we did Footloose. Yeah. Like, man, I was just in such a ecstatic state. Yeah. During those tunes. Such a good mood. Yeah. And like I was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt <laughs> for the whole second <laughs> half. It was dope, right? Um but being being back on the risers with these people again, being back at the Jack Singer and just having that much fun. Like I haven't had that much fun singing in a long time. And it was And it's sometimes it hard such a great it feels show. hard to have fun when we're like working so hard. That's on the yeah. music. But then, you know, the payoff that you get oh. at the concert and then after the concert and you're still like basking in the afterglow of the whole evening, like it's such a euphoric feeling. You really can't describe it. Oh, like I honestly, I've been keeping my eye on Instagram for the posts that slowly kind of roll out yeah. towards the end of the concerts, like yeah. after the concerts, because you're just trying to grab that feeling again. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh man, that was so good. Oh man, that was wicked. Like, yeah. That, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then things you're like, oh, I should have done this. Like, I should have walked out during uh, Still Haven't Found with Kaya. Yeah. Like the only downside was the monitors were terrible and I couldn't, I would not have heard my guitar. Right. Like I would yeah. have had to be so confident in what I was playing, which I am and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> which is fine. Like that, that's a fun balance. It's like, do you play the part that you're supposed to play while being able to hear it so that you can play it well for the sake of the song? Or do you maybe mess it up a little bit for the sake of the performance? Right? Like, that's a that's a tough balance. Well, I didn't walk out there, and I know I messed up a few spots. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, because when, when they talked about um, trying not to post that song because they recorded it, yeah, I was just like, oh. <laughs> I'm going to get an email being like, Stefan, can you come back and track this part? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I'll come back and track this part. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's, I don't know. That's good. I, you, 
we've performed at so many places, like yeah. so many different places. And I can't say like why one was necessarily better than the other. I mean, honestly, churches are churches. So I feel like whenever we go to different churches, it's, I, I just find more fun in the music than the location. Totally. I guess. Yeah. Unless you're in Germany singing a bell song. And I mean, that's it. You know, thing. when in Rome or in a pub, that was a, or huge, in a pub in that Manchester. Was a huge, like FOMO moment. Oh dude. We, it was I, nuts. FOMO. So bad. So, okay. For anyone that doesn't huh. know or anyone that wasn't there, or I'm just going to tell the story anyway. Do it. We were on tour, um, in the UK and two years we ago. did three years ago. It was three? no four years ago, dude. That was the summer of 2019, yes. pre COVID. Pre COVID. That was the last summer before the world shut down. Um, Perfect. So we did this tour to the UK, and I think I've talked about it on here before with Andrea. I'm sure, but um, I wouldn't know because I haven't caught up. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, what kind of friend are you? You don't even <laughs> listen to your buddy's podcast. I will now, just so I can get to my <laughs> yeah. episode. <laughs> I'm just joshing you. I know. Um, but we we were in London for a few days, and then. We did, uh, we went from London to Sheffield, which was that concert that I was just talking about. And then from Sheffield that night, we drove from Sheffield to Manchester, stayed in Manchester. Uh, the next day we did a whole day trip. Uh, people could either choose to stay in Manchester, go to Windsor Castle or go to Liverpool. I opted to go to Liverpool. Beatles. And obviously the Beatles, um, which is funny because the first episode of this podcast I did with Kelly Krieger... And we talked a little bit about that, about our trip to Liverpool. So a little callback to episode one. <laughs> um, but we got to, yeah, so we did our whole day trip there. And then that night, when everyone got back to Manchester, it was raining. And we all, like a whole group of us went out to a bar in Manchester that used to be an old church. And they had totally cleared this whole inside of this church out made it into a bar and they had a balcony upstairs and they had a bunch of like neon lights behind the bar and a big ping pong table this sounds like a dream church for me and jason brazil when we right? were talking about it oh baby i tell a you a pub attached to a church was like a dream thing that we were always like oh, let's do that beers and beers and bibles beers and bibles <laughs> bibles and beers but we we were just hanging out with a bunch of us and i think it was jerry's 50th or 60th birthday that day oh and so we went to the bar to like celebrate his birthday anyway mm. what happens what tends to happen when you get a bunch of choristers in the, in the same room together we all start singing there was i think some song on the radio that was part of our rep and so we all started singing it and then it eventually just became us taking over the bar and asking the bartender to play a bunch of songs but over chris the had his guitar system. For that one song that you guys posted, you guys played from the oh, greatest that's showman, right? And and this was what got posted, yeah. and so all of us who did not go on tour saw these videos and were just like, "Son of a bitch!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I missed out just for this, just for that. I'm the guitar player too. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> and that man, that night still is like one of the best moments of tour for yeah. sure. But it was just us singing song after song after song that we had that we had all done because Henrik was directing both groups and yeah. so he brought the rep to both groups and so we knew all these tunes and man, but that song it was in the best that night. song in the pub 
yeah was its own experience it was from now on yeah great it's like it was just a moment because like in the movie like that's kind of that thing right and And the last concert that we did on that tour was in a church in brixton in london and it was a like a black gospel church and henrik asked dan and myself and we were the two guys that were like singing the solo in the pub in manchester (laughs) we were both rocking out on the solo just having a time he asked us both if we would sing that at that last concert of the tour and so we did that for the last show of the tour wicked it was so much fun oh man yeah like that tour for me is a huge highlight musically and like my music history and career like that show and that tour that whole experience singing in another country while you're experiencing and learning and like just feeling out another country and man i'll never forget that tour it was it was the best the biggest uh, thing surprising thing for me was like how and this i guess was like again 2001 to 2003 Mm. like the germans love their gospel yeah like it was really like so we would do like we do we like shackles was like our huge hit okay and they knew it top to bottom <laughs> and it's and like you we we talked to the people at the church they're just like yeah we love like just gospel music it's like it was like a huge uh what is it called like a re rejuvenation in like their revival church. kind like, of like a resurgence kind of a resurgence and a revival okay but just tons of gospel music and so when we were doing our calling to like book churches, yeah, we would tell them, yes, we play gospel music. Oh, done. And so they were like, yeah, come on out. <laughs> <laughs> come on out to Germany come and on. play the gospel yeah. music. <laughs> but it was, that's hilarious because we were in college and, and the only way we could book this tour was we would show up to Rocky at two in the morning. Yeah. Because we'd want to catch them at their 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. or whatever. Right. Talk to the pastors. Yeah. Talk to the secretaries. Who half of them don't speak English, <laughs> so it was like Google Translate on your dial-up computer, yeah, <laughs> right next to us. And so Man. you'd start talking. We'd be like, "We're calling from Canada." Yeah, <laughs> we just we're, we're we're traveling Europe in these days, and we're wondering if you want to host us. You know, man, times have changed. Yeah, now Can you imagine doing quick that emails. Now? Quick yeah. emails out. Yeah, just <laughs> and Google Translate Google the Translate. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was us actually trying to talk to people. Man. But it, it's, it, I don't know. It's such a funny thing to think about. Like, we manually booked our tour, our six-week tour to Europe, so that we had a place just to, to stay and a place to sing, like, yeah. almost every other night. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Pre-email. Dude. Pre-email. Yeah. Crazy. I think there was email, actually. But it was not used yeah. as much. It was only like the IT nerds knew how to use it. Yeah, pretty type much. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's churches, so there's no IT, IT nerds. Yeah. Back then, there were no IT nerds. Now, there are no. IT nerds. Yeah. Now, they've got teams of IT nerds. Everywhere. Who we call our backline. That's true. <laughs> but they were, keep things running. I appreciate you guys. Tim in the control room, I appreciate you. <laughs> um, yeah. Dang. So, I, I don't know. I, don't, I just... I've learned recently to just appreciate playing like, and just letting myself sit in it and just be like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And cause I mean, again, mediocre guitar player, I don't expect myself to be playing these festivals anytime soon. No. Totally. So these Jackson concerts will have to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm like, if I can have input on stuff that I'm allowed to play or get to play. Yeah. And I mean, luckily Mitch was there who, you know, man, what a guy. Yeah. Also previous guest of this podcast. Oh, fantastic. Episode four, I think. Oh. Him and Laura, I had them both on. I need to. Like ages ago. Yeah. But uh, Mitch, if you don't know, has won too many awards that he's not allowed to win anymore. Yeah. That's True fact. story. True story. <laughs> At least the Canadian Music Awards. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, his, like, he just filled out the space. Yeah. In the right. Well, he brought his perfect. pedal steel. Oh, my gosh. Like, whoo. Especially when we did the Shania Twain oh, little thing at the I end. Mean, like, he was, he was born for that. And yeah. it was just, like, perfect. Suddenly it was like, this is country. We're yep. doing actual country music. Yeah. Whereas before I was just muddling Like, in it. rehearsal, it's like, okay, I guess we're singing Shania Twain songs. Yeah. And we have a bunch of people that don't really listen to country singing a country song. And, like, there's yeah. some stuff happening. But then once you brought that pedal steel layer in. Woo! It was like, it was, it was the, the album. glue that It, it was, was the like the album. That, it felt yeah. like you are just like. It was perfect. Oh, my gosh. It was the last. And then when he the used it for top, Cashmere, you know? he used it yeah. to do the, the lead on Cashmere. I was like, oh, man. That was such a genius move, like using the the organic feel and like pitch bending, yes. pitch bendiness of the pedal steel to replicate a vocal line. Yeah, Woo. yeah, top yeah. shelf. Damn that Mitch! I've been really getting to appreciate any time that I get to play bass specifically mm. in a church because I've been singing my whole life, like singing, and I still love singing, but singing is kind of old hat for me at some times, you know. Yeah. But the more that I get to play bass, the more that I really appreciate it. Um, and again, I'm not a great bass player, but I'm good enough, you know, and You're I enjoy good. playing. You're good. And I, okay, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I try and memorize everything too, everything that I play. Yeah. And with worship songs, it's like four chords. You just have to memorize the sequence. You just and that's need the order. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. But I like any opportunity that I get to just play. And even today, like I got another request, um, like our church uses planning center. And so you get a request from your worship pastor or whoever, um, are you able to play this day? Right. And so I got a request today. I'm like, yeah, I'm free that day. I'll play. I'm down. Let's That's go. like this Sunday. I'm free technically. Sure. Yeah. Regretting it instantly. <laughs> oh, this coming Sunday. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. just the 11. So, oh, okay. I mean, I don't have to be there crazy early. Yeah. We have rehearsal on Friday. So this is the thing that I, this is my, I hate midweek rehearsals. And I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, but like mm. as mm. the guitar player, especially at church music, if you don't know, there's like five different guitar parts. Right. That aren't yeah. always playing throughout the whole song. And when you run multi-tracks and things like that, they assume all the lead stuff are on, on multi-track one or guitar one. They just take off guitar one. Right. But lots of the times the lead guitar sometimes is on guitar two or even guitar four. And so you're sitting there playing in through rehearsal and it the lead starts coming up and you're just like, oh, I don't need to play this part. <laughs> right. It's in the track. Yeah. And but the dumb thing is, and this sorry, this is the reason why I hate midweek rehearsal, is because there's so many parts that I'm learning and I don't have time. Like I'm not a full-time musician, so that's not my day. Um, other than being a father of four and master of none like i still have to work <laughs> yeah. um and so when i finally do get to practice it usually isn't till like the friday before i got to play on saturday right or the saturday before i got to play on sunday 
Um, like I try to space it out where I can at least take two evenings to do it, but they'll do like the midweek rehearsal on a Tuesday before oh, the weekend. And I'm like, like, bro, I just got the set list three hours ago. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know my parts. What do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to show up and sing the parts that I'm going to be playing? Yeah, like, I feel like yeah. this is an absolute waste of my time to come to practice. And I mean, it's, it's not for everyone else cause they need to know where the lead parts are and stuff. But when you play at church now, you don't let the spirit take you anymore. It's all as per the recording because that's yeah. what the tracks are set up for. You get the odd time because you can be flexible with the tracks now where they say we're just going to add an extra chorus or we're going to go back to the bridge right. and finish it. And they just but even, edit But even at that point, you still have to build that in. Yeah. But, I mean, you still know wh- what you're playing. Like, yeah. you know where the lead parts are. It's not in that section. And I'm just like, I hate showing up to these practices because I sit there because I, I haven't practice yet i haven't had the time Mm -hmm. and i'm just like all right i'll come to the practice so this week's practice is on friday tomorrow (laughs) and i still haven't practiced yeah so um i'm gonna show up because i told them i would and i'll sit there and be like well while you do this earbuds (laughs) into my iridium and then just practice myself that's what i'm gonna do but anyways fun stuff yeah, I, whenever I play, and I'm I'm certainly privileged in this way that I live on my own and that I don't have kids, and that I can play sort of whenever I want to. Yeah. Like I just plug my bass into the computer, put on some headphones, yeah. and then I can play to whatever is on Planning Center. Um, sometimes in the mornings, if if I have some time after breakfast before I have to leave for work, mm-hmm. I'll have like about a half hour or so. I'll try and run through the whole set. One song at a time and just get a bit of time in to get comfortable with the chord changes and with the yeah. transitions and all of that. So I try and whenever I am playing on a week, I try and practice every day for it. Mm-hmm. But I realize that's a luxury that some people don't have <laughs> and that's totally fine. <laughs> well, it's funny though, because like <laughs> I also get asked to play bass at different things. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. And then I also get asked to play acoustic, but if I'm not playing electric, I don't worry so much about the practicing. Right. <laughs> I feel like I've, I listen to the music all week and I just listen to the bass part and I'm like, okay, I just got to know where the drummer is. And I feel like I don't need to practice too much, but I yeah. also, am, that's not like my primary instrument. So I'm not super critical on myself about it. So I mean, I've told Henrik this before, so it's not a big surprise if he hears this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm playing acoustic or bass, I generally have listened to the music and I've, you know, played the chords through without a guitar in my hand <laughs> Yeah. Um, to be like, am I capoing this one? No. Okay, perfect. Um, and then that's it. And then I'll show up on the Sunday and be like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens yeah absolutely oh, nailed it yeah <laughs> but i feel like i can do that and i i mean again it's not my primary instrument and i'm not as critical of myself at it whereas on guitar i'm just like the lead part is so crucial i feel like and i'm sure the bass parts again depending on the song and, and the situation are super crucial totally and there's yeah. especially in newer worship there's actual bass lines and I'm finding yeah. this out more and more and more. Like, there was a song that I played last time I played at my church, and it had a bass intro. And yeah. that was the line that started the entire service, because that was the first song of the set. Mm. 
I'm like, okay, cool. Bass intro to start worship? What is this world? <laughs> uh, yeah, and so it's, wild. it's starting to happen more and more where there's actual, you know, you're not just playing your root with the rhythm. Yeah. You're like actually playing a lead part that's specific to the music. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I can't just wing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now for me, it's like, oh, this is a good challenge. Like I have to learn this bass lick. Yeah. You know, and I enjoy that. Well, yeah, and then it's the same thing. So I have to, I have to then treat it like I'm playing electric. You're right. And I'm like, there's a lick that I need to learn yeah. for this specific thing. Or the hardest one that I've ever had to learn, and I still haven't done it. I've only actually met one bass player that does it. Is um, um, Salvation is here, the second version that's a lot more aggressive by Lincoln okay. Brewster, because the bridge bass section is like thirty second notes. Dang. Like it's crazy. And and I can't remember the name of the bass player. He's a local guy here. He used to go to Center Street, but he plays for a lot of um like country bands or just bands in the area. God, Justin Cutting. Have you ever okay. met Justin Cutting? No. He's the only one that I've ever seen play that bridge live at church and nail it. <laughs> like and it's not even a lick. It's just the fact that he was like it's 30 second notes at a very high BPM already. Yeah. And and moving, lots of moving, and he's just like, and we all sat there. We're just like, what is happening? <laughs> when you can get that right hand going as a bass player, yeah. when you can really get that speed up, like yeah. you're unstoppable. But I'm not really there. But I mean, like, okay, the first music that I started playing bass to was Iron Maiden. I mean, there's so, good stuff like in there. Steve Harris is a a bass <laughs> god. Like the guy is unbelievable and he only plays with his fingers he never plays with a pick mm. um and so all his really fast like heavy metal lines are all just with his fingers he because he doesn't get that aggressive yeah. speed and that punch of a pick and so that's but that's the first a whole it's a whole other skill with. though because it's getting the consistency between yes. different fingers yeah so that one isn't more intense than the yeah, other so that so that the index isn't more powered than the middle finger. Yeah. And he does triplet runs where he's doing all three, where he's doing the ring, middle, and index. And so he's doing that. And it's consistent. It's not like one is yeah. louder than the other. Like, yeah. But he's also been playing in Iron Maiden for over 40 years, yeah, right? Wow. So, you know, the guy's crazy. But that's the first stuff that I started playing along with. And so I, I really worked on that finger speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm okay. Like, I think I'm decent with speed. Um, but maybe not as consistent and that's okay, but I enjoy it. But really, when am I ever getting opportunities to play that quickly in church scenarios? You know? Yeah. And I mean, no one plays Salvation is here anymore, so you're good. Apparently not. So we're good. <laughs> bring it back. Yeah. Maybe. You got to bring it back. I got to work on my 30 second notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, what do you, what do you say we, uh, we, we hit up a download. Sure. Because I guess you're kind of standing in for Andrew on this episode. Yeah. Which is fun. Some big shoes to fill. Some big shoes. Funny funny note, Andrew and I became friends over Friends. Oh, like the, the show. show. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, and it, it's, I mean, I knew Andrea from choir and stuff, but I didn't yeah. really know her. Um, and then she didn't go on tour with you guys either. Right. Yes. So the the New York concert where you guys were sweating balls. Um. <laughs> Dude, that show was unbelievably hot. That's the that's oh. the concert we bonded over. 
Oh, cool. Because we were both watching it online in our separate spaces or whatever. Right. But and I don't know how it came about. I mean, I, obviously it's New York. And so we were, I don't, I don't understand. And it's funny because that video is still there. And after the, that concert happened, I probably watched that concert over two times more. Really? Just to watch our comments. <laughs> no that's, joke. That's great. Because our comments were so good. Uh, they were, they that's were awesome. absolute fire. Our commentary was on point. Like it was, it was amazing. And That's so terrific. Like it started off where like the one where we sweat through our pants or like something oh, like dude. that. Like the one where Henrik sweat through his suit jacket. <laughs> yeah. It was that hot in that church. It was like 35 degrees indoors. Yeah. They didn't have AC. And so we, we bonded over that performance. And then it was one of those, did we just become best friends? moments? <laughs> like, and nice. it's funny. Cause like even, even after that, like we didn't chat a lot, but, you know, in general. Yeah. But the odd comment would come out and then would be like the one with blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right? And it would be like perfect. And it would be like, yes. Or she would comment on one of my things exactly there. And I'm like, amazing. Yeah. And so like so that. So it's just like friends episode titles. Kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was just, that's how we became friends. That's terrific. <laughs> and then to this day, like when her birthday rolls around, it's my, I mix friends where with office, the one where it is your birthday. Ah, like. nice. Yeah, with the brown and gray balloons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, it, it's funny that I'm I'm filling her shoes for this. That's fun. Yeah. Um, one, but yeah, the one where I have big I shoes the, to fill. That's right. The yeah. one where Stefan fills the big shoes. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, but yeah, I think I talked to you a little bit about the download is just where we we talk about whatever we're um, downloading, learning, reading watching like any movies we've seen or any albums we're listening to or any any good drinks that we've had lately or any good places that we've gone to eat or anything like that like what what are you consuming what are you downloading what for am yourself? i consuming well i finished the old fashioned that you made me was, yeah yeah you did i just del- i just finished mine as well <laughs> it was delicious yeah for anyone listening we just it's just been like the tinkling of ice in glasses <laughs> yeah. it's very it's very therapeutic yeah. Absolutely. Very soothing. Yeah. Um, okay. So what am I... Well, obviously, we just finished watching Ted Lasso. We just finished watching Ted Lasso. But we cannot talk about it. We can't talk about it yet. No. I do like the idea of doing a separate thing for it and giving people time I think that's to catch good. up. I think that's a good idea. Because you need to catch up. We can't start talking about it because it, yeah. it's not going to ruin it, but the joy of watching it the first time yeah. is, it's, is such a privilege. Yeah. It's true. Like, it is. Like... It's one of those ones where like, sometimes I don't care about spoiler alerts. Like, I'm not that person where I'm super anal about it. This one was yeah. absolutely, I don't want to know. I don't want to know before I watch it for myself. And I'm even, like, in Ted Lasso groups where they've got rules where they have, like, no one posts about anything for a certain amount of time. And I think right. it's, like, 72 hours. But there's one specific chat thread in the group where it's, like, this is your season three, episode 10 spoiler chat. Right. And so it doesn't appear anywhere else in the chat. Yeah. And it's just like a thousand comments oh, by the man. second day. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm just, I don't, that way I just know. I just don't, I just don't because Ted Lasso, we're starting to get into it. How do we, how do we even, how do we even like describe what Ted Lasso means? Ted Lasso is a warm hug. 
on Christmas morning. Yeah. It's not even the hot chocolate. It's the hug. Like, it is, it is, it is, like, I don't know. I, I gravitated toward Ted's Lasso, like, immediately, um, just from what I'd heard about it when it first came out. Yeah. Just because of what the show is about, which is just, like, kindness, right? And for me, I've always tried to live my life. <laughs> I, to- I tell my kids, number one rule is don't be a dick. Yeah. The easiest way to not be a dick is to just be kind. Yeah. Like, just be good to other people. That's it, right? So, I mean, in this climate of politics and wokeness and everything that's going around, like, how can I just be kind? And that's, that's Ted Lasso. That's Ted Lasso in this era where, where there's not enough kindness in your day because you just see so much crap. Yeah, you know where social media just throws hate and vitriol and yeah. spite at you all day, and then you get this guy like Ted, just like the the eternal optimist. And so, I mean, yeah. I'm also that guy. Like I've always been the eternal optimist, um, even with you know like the challenges I've had in my life over the last couple of years. I've got too much to be thankful for to not mm. be optimistic. Yeah, like. I <laughs> I don't want to put it like someone's got it worse. <laughs> but someone does. Sure, yeah. Someone absolutely has got it worse than you, no matter how bad you think your stuff is. Yeah. So why would you not be kind to someone else because of that? So in my faith, in my, my walk as a Christian, I choose love. I choose, I choose love. I choose curiosity. Uh, over judgment and I mean sometimes I'm human judgment may get the best of me at times but for the most part I I choose love yeah and so for me Ted Lasso was this like just amazing it was like therapy Um, dude that's what I said about it all the time too is like the show is gateway therapy yeah and therapists are saying that actually therapists are like eh? you know even if you're not gonna be you know choose to to take therapy whatever just watch this show. Yeah. Because it is, you're right, it's a gateway therapy. And, I mean, he was going through a lot of stuff that I was going through. Yeah. And so there was a lot of episodes that were just, like, bang on. And and I may have said this before, like, the worst part is it's supposed to drop on Wednesdays, but it kind of comes out Tuesday afternoons. Right. Um, And I don't get to watch it on Tuesdays because we got rehearsal on Tuesdays. Yeah. And we're usually at the trop having a beer afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't get home till, like, 11 settle myself by 12 and i start watching ted lasso at 12 31 in the morning yeah i'm tired as hell they're just bawling at midnight i yeah i'm tired as hell i'm so vulnerable yeah and i am bawling my eyes out but the crazy part is in one episode i can go from like smiling from ear to ear to bawling like where my heart is like full but crying yeah yeah to be laughing again and then to be mad about something, and then like I can get through like every emotion in 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 half an episode. Yeah, it feels like, and then back to some of the emotions well, again. And this last season, a lot of those episodes were an hour plus. Yeah, like what so, a roller coaster you can get on in one of those episodes. It was nuts. Yeah, I shout out to Alyssa. Who we're going to talk to you about this later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like twelve minutes into watching it, I said twelve minutes, and I can't stop smiling. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like that was my message to her. Yeah. I mean, she went to bed already, but she got it the next morning. <laughs> um, and then when she watched it through, she was like, yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't know. Like this show, I don't know any other show that has managed to connect with humanity in this yeah. way. On such a deep, like fundamental level. Yeah. And, and, and not in, not even in like an existential or really weird way, but just this is the joy and the struggle of being human. And this is the depths to which we can fall. And this is the heights to which we can exist. And this know? is what I think for me is. But it's in such a simple, light, funny, witty package. Mm. For me, it's it's this is what it looks like to choose kindness yeah. and love every day. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that. You know, people say, well, I, I, I love people. I, you know, but this show like shows you what it's like to choose that kindness and to choose that love and especially all that stuff with Rebecca. Yeah, man. Like for me, that was, Ooh. that's huge for so many people because they're so bitter. Life nowadays is so bitter. People have got so much resentment for something that happened to them. And, um, one of the statements in season three, um, without giving anything away, cause it won't, is we don't fight back. We fight forward. Yeah. Right. It's so little things like that where you're just like, yeah. So a few of the things I've taken is that one. You don't fight back. You fight forward. The other thing is some people feel like things happen to them mm -hmm. when actually things happen for them. Yeah. And so and I've, I've heard that before, even outside of the show. Yeah. I've heard that a few times. And I just, and it's crazy to see, like, again, with just the fans that are out there, um, how much it's affected people from different walks of life, yeah, in different situations, and just the stuff that everyone is dealing with in this day and age, and how just, like, how you can choose love and kindness on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah, uh, and what a difference it makes, right? <laughs> like, so again, I don't know, Ted Lasso, obviously. Is huge. Yeah. Ted Lasso is um, for sure on both our download lists. Dude. For sure. Um, I did watch the Super Mario Brothers movie with my kids. Yes. So good. Peaches, 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 peaches. peaches, peaches. peaches. Like, so good, man. Thank you, Jack, Jack Black. Jack Black was made to play Bowser in that movie. And that chord progression is never going to give you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like I watched that one with my girlfriend and her parents and like, what a fun time. Yeah. It, it was a movie that was just about having fun. It didn't want to take itself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a fun movie. It's not going to win any Academy Awards and that's okay. That's, you know, yeah. it, sh it, it shouldn't, it doesn't need to. Absolutely. It was terrific. It's like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that's going to come out. Yeah. It's, it's just meant to be what it is. Yep. Entertaining as hell. Yep. With lots of celebrity guests. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Um, Music-wise, ever since I went to New York and watched the symphony chorus, again, shout out to the symphony chorus, um, <sighs> I need more color in my life. <laughs> like, that's just the easiest way to say it. Yeah. I, I need some more tahine uh, and smoked yeah. paprika. Heck Yeah. And I just need more Juan Sebastian Fajardo in my life. Yes, sir. Um, and some more Terrence. Some more Terrence. 
and all of them, Brittany and like, yeah, Penny. My gosh, yeah, Penny. A- anyways, they did so much. They did a concert about New York, but you can't do a concert about New York without talking about all the different cultures and ethnicities in New mm, York. And yeah. the big one was like they did the song from the Heights. Again, I haven't watched that movie. I need to go watch it just from watching this performance. Um, and like Sebastian did this, the rap from it. And um, there was a few people that were just like surprise standouts for me that I've seen them since I went for the last two years of Christmas. Mm-hmm. I've seen them sing. I've heard them sing. And I'm like, yeah, they're good. But they just like came out of their shells this performance. Oh, that's cool. Because they did something that was like natural to them. Like they yeah. were Latinas and they were singing like about that, like just they related to it. Like yeah. it was so amazing. Yeah. Um, and then they're this the probably the best encore I've ever heard. Our encore was great. Shania was great. Yep. It was great for Calgary. Made it's great, it's great Cowtown encore. Made sense for us. Yeah. This encore was bonkers. Hit us with it. It was Vivir Mi Vida by Mark Anthony. And I knew the song beforehand, but not well. Yeah. But once they started into it, it was just like, what is this happening in my hips? (laughs) What is going on? And then it took all of honestly... 30 seconds before two people in the left row yeah. got up and were just dancing. Man. And then it was just like popcorn. Suddenly everybody was up dancing yeah. and singing along to the words because they're Latino. Because it was so it's part of their like who they are. Yeah. And like that feeling and seeing that. Yeah. And seeing that come from the singers on stage. Like, yeah. That's something that you can't like replicate yeah it is part of who they are and why it had such an impact on them and why they sang it so well the way they did why it communicated to the people in the audience the way it did yeah and it was like it was like it was a fever right and the only cure was more latinos (laughs) (laughs) uh but again because it's part of their culture the passion they had behind it and the people in the audience singing and dancing it was it was so infectious like it was this crazy mm. and i have not stopped listening to that song since coming back from new york cool but what i like to do now is if there's a song i really like i hit create station on apple music and then it plays me tons of stuff oh that are similar, cool right so yeah the other song that i really liked was at the end of episode seven when sam and his dad are cooking yes and that's, oh yeah we were talking about yeah, that so the that other song day. called enjoy comes on by techno yeah and so I found that song, and then I just hit Create Station, and then it just starts to play music that's similar to that. So it's got, like, that Afrobeats vibe. It's wicked. Yeah. And so the nice thing with this one is um, I, I used to love reggaeton, and somehow Summer was associated with reggaeton, which I think it still is because yeah. it's that kind of beat and that vibe. Um, but I want more just, like, real, like, Latin music, not just this reggaeton beat. Right. And this song isn't just that reggaeton beat, like... There's horns. There's like all the percussion that comes along with a Latin band. Right. Like, yeah. Like just the good stuff. That's right. That's cool. Um, and so when I, there's two versions, there's a regular version and then there's like a pop version where it's a little bit sped up. And so I listen to either. But when I hit create a station, 
it's not giving me all the reggaeton stuff that's out there, which again, I'm okay with, but it's not my favorite right now. Um, but it gives me real, like, I feel like real Latin music where cool. I'm hearing more of this, like horns in the back end and all the different types of percussion that's happening, like, like all that right. kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then like different congas that are always there just doing like the doubles, like the high, then the low. And I'm just like, this is, <laughs> this is, this was before reggaeton. And so now I'm hearing all this music and I'm just loving it. Like that's what I've been listening to for a, a week and a half solid. Oh, um, yeah. And so I, again, if you hear something that you really like and you've got Apple music, yeah, just play it, press the three dots and hit create station and then just let it take you for a ride. That's and super cool. So um, yeah, anything, honestly, uh, even if it's something that you're like, oh man, I just want to hear Glass Tiger again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I, I, whatever it is, I just hit create station and then it just starts playing me music in that genre or with that feel. Right. And I just love it. Like it's so good. There's a similar thing on Spotify. Like it'll create a daily playlist for you. Okay. Based on different bands that you listen to. Yeah. So like I was on a big Linkin Park kick for, oh, yeah. for a while. Um, maybe yeah, like a few weeks ago and I was just listening to, um, I was listening to the new songs that they had released from the Meteora recordings. Mm. And then I listened to that whole album that they did. And they did the entire, like Meteora was at the beginning. And then they had a bunch of live shows that they recorded. Oh, wicked. And they put like three shows on this album. And then they had the new songs and they had a bunch of samples and demos. And it was such a cool experience and for me like that was my teenage years listening to like meteora and hybrid theory mm. like and reanimation like, i didn't really get so into them good. i mean I, I knew the big songs right and i mean i enjoyed the hell out of them yeah um there was a youtube documentary i don't know if you've seen it where when they did the song um with jay-z yes no encore yeah yeah and they they talked about like even jay-z it was crazy that he just was like people are going to hear you play and they're going to suddenly hear my vocal and they're just, it's going to blow their minds. Yeah. And yeah. when they released that song, they, um, what was it? They, they opened a, a, they, they played it live in front of a small club that they invited just a handful of people to cool. for the release. Like a sample. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was just like, cause again, no one would have a clue. They just saw, they, they heard Lincoln park was the, the the main person they had no idea Jay Z was going to be there yeah but then Jay Z also invited people as well that were like why are we getting invited to this Lincoln Park concert right right and I mean that song for me was huge anytime these like these crazy crossovers that's where you got to be like okay this isn't just like like Lincoln Park Jay Z they're not just these huge stars but they are like musicians yeah. one well, and they're they did something that surpassed both of them yeah. And it elevated the other group. Yeah. So like Jay-Z fans got into Linkin Park because of that. Absolutely. Linkin Park fans got into Jay-Z because of that. There's that cross, yeah. like cross pollinization, I guess, or cross fertilization or yeah. contamination or something. Cross contamination, that's probably <laughs> Cross contamination, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> there's that, that cross listenership. Yeah. You know? But that kind of stuff is always awesome where suddenly something that you normally listen to causes you to listen to something else. Yeah. And I yeah. think... Um, in today's hip hop, there's so many samples out there, but you don't realize. 
So this is awesome playlist that I found on Spotify. Yes, and we I, we've listened to it a few times. Yes, where it's just yeah. like songs that were remixed in today's hip hop. Yeah, but it's all the original songs, and so I, if I'm not doing anything and I'm not trying to like, you know, wind down or for whatever reason, just I just need some music in the background. I'll often throw this on. Yeah, because number one, music's amazing because it's good music. But number two is just like, what this was the song? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where they use this like three second loop of that you recognize yeah but not the rest of the song yeah and you're just like okay it's wicked like it's this... like oh that's where snoop dog pulled that riff from yeah absolutely right? and he yeah. sampled it on this yeah. track so that kind yeah. of stuff i think hip-hop is amazing for that um and i mean i guess you don't really see that in rock or anything like that as much but um yeah anytime these two big big groups can can coexist in that mm-hmm. space it just makes amazing things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what yeah. else you been uh, downloading? Or is that is that what you got? Um, I feel like that's mainly. I guess it. you've been listening to a lot of choir music lately. A lot of choir music <laughs> lately. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of Rosanna. Yeah. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, uh, as far as eating goes, I've been. Oh, well, we've been going to One Nineteen Empire. Yeah. And having amazing. Old fashions there. Good old fashions, good food. Good food. Yeah. Except cold. Not as good cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken skin chicharrones, not as good cold. No. Still that, really good. Still really good. Still really good. Yeah. I mean, that's still, it was better than the fries cold. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the chicharrones, actually. That was good. <laughs> we'll have to go back. <laughs> I thought that's what you were referring to. <laughs> no, I was talking about just the, the just Parmesan the, fries. Yeah. Truffle fries. Also, I've discovered truffle fries, and I will truffle fry everything if that's an option so good truffle fry taters truffle fry oh uh, homemade house chips oh man oh, yeah dude, man you're, you're turning to a little uh a little bougie guy no well truffle, <laughs> what's what's the line truffle for fry truffle taters? tater tots yeah yeah like is that bougie i don't know truffle fry chicken nuggets <laughs> yeah nugs i was wearing my nug life uh sweater today because it was nug cold life enough. yes just like, sweet nug life that's great yeah yeah um that's about it that's cool. it for my download yeah i guess my big one for sure has been this sleep token album mm. which if you haven't heard of it i, I would recommend it yeah send I'd me recommend a link listening to it I'm in. they're they're crazy their vocalist is unbelievable and i've i've talked about them a few times on here too um but i guess since you haven't heard of them and since they just put out a new album i'll just give you a little once over, but they're a band where nobody knows who the members are. They're all completely anonymous. What? For all of their shows, they all wear masks and nobody knows any of the members of the band. And they do that intentionally so that the music will speak for itself. They don't hmm. want any faces or any names being tied to the music. They just want the music and that's it. And I think that's super cool. So it's like a bougie slipknot. It's like really old, old slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like before people knew that it was Corey Taylor, yeah. it was just a, a dude in a mask with a wicked voice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but they've they've been doing this now for quite a few years, and this is now their third full length album, and they're kind of weird and kind of cryptic and kind of I don't know. So they still they, don't know who's in the. They band? still don't know who's in the band. Three albums in, and nobody knows who it's any the same of the band people, members are. But yeah. they just don't know who each other are. Yeah. 
Like no, they, no, no, like the like the band know all knows who they are. Oh, okay. But nobody outside of the band knows who any of the band members are. So even like the recording people, like studio people. I don't. I've been curious about that. I'm like, how far down does it go? Is it just the guys in the band that know who they are? Yeah. Or do any one that's recording them? Do they are they privy to that? Their families must be privy to that. Close friends. I'm I would sure assume. there's a lot of NDAs. Yeah. Or like. <laughs> This is our thing. Don't screw with our thing. Yeah. I don't know. But the general public, we have no idea who this band is. But I think that just makes it so much cooler. You know, and the music is so eclectic and well engineered and produced. How many years have they been around? I want to say the first album was 2017, maybe. It was called Sundowning. So three albums in five years. Yeah. I mean, that tracks as far as time goes. Oh, for sure. Because I was like, yeah. if it was three albums in six or seven years, then you're like, oh, it could be big players right. taking time out of their schedules. Uh, so actually, the first album, Sundowning, was 2019. Oh, okay. So. And then 2021, This Place Will Become Your Tomb, was 2021. And now the newest release, Take Me Back to Eden. Um, I don't know if there was anything else prior to that, but those are the three... Yeah, I'm just seeing singles on here. They have a single from 2016 called One, another one from 2017 called Two, uh, <laughs> and then one from 2018 called Jaws. <laughs> so Perfect. anyway, but terrific band. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend. They're really different. They're really eclectic, but hot damn, are they ever good. Sweet. Um, Ted Lasso, obviously, obviously, as we've discussed. Um, what was, what was the movie that we went and saw a little while ago? Oh, what was that? Um, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Guardians 3. Guardians 3. Yes. So good. So good. So good. Like, it's one of the best Marvel movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It was so good. I've already, my son has already added all the songs from the new movie onto our playlist. Nice. So we've got this just, it's, he just calls it the awesome mix. And it's all of the songs from all three Guardians movies. Heck yeah. And my kids love them. Like, yeah, this, I never thought they would enjoy these songs from like, you know, 60s and 70s. But like here we are. hooked on a feeling. Yeah. And they know all the words. Like my nine-year-old. That's great. <laughs> Ooga chaka. Ooga chaka. Like, just gets, they all get into it too, yeah. right? And this is my favorite part. Uh, side terrific. Sidebar of being a parent. Yeah. Um, is like, I've put these playlists together where I've got like, movie soundtracks or like TV soundtracks. And so it's got all the fun songs that we like to sing along to. Like there's Frozen, there's like Tangled, there's mm. lots of Disney stuff, obviously, yep. but just whatever we like. But we've started blending in like the Guardian stuff in that mix. Oh, as cool. Well. But then just like having them all sing it. But here's a, here's like a pro that. tip. <laughs> we put uh, <laughs> Never Gonna Give You Up in that playlist. Nice. And we totally forgot that it was there. And so one morning we're on the way to school. And then all we hear is the do 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 And then me and Hudson look at each other, and we're like, we just rickrolled ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so parents out there, if you've got playlists for your kids, that's great. throw in that song, especially if they're oh. a little bit older, and don't tell them. Pro tip. Yeah, you're just going to rickroll your whole family. That's so good. It. Yeah, but it's funny, though, because it's like, I'm actually putting together a playlist of my own that's just earworms. Oh, cool. Because, like... To go you got to put one, on Earworm by Wolfpack. 
okay. on that playlist. Yeah. That's got to be the first one. <laughs> That's got to be the first track. But I've, I'm like, it can't be an earworm if there's just continual playlist of songs. Yeah. That, you know, and I'm like, then it's no longer an earworm. I'm like, this is awesome. So I'm like, any song that I'm like, one of those just stuck in your head, Africa's yeah. on there. Oh, yeah. Backstreet Boys is on there. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm building it still. Sweet. I'll let you know when it's got Can't more, wait. Than, more than 20 songs on there. <laughs> but like, I just, I was like, this is wicked. Because I actually love these songs. In hindsight, I love hearing Never Gonna Give You Up. Yeah. <laughs> like I do. It's a and great jam. Absolutely. It really is. And the music video is fun. You yeah. know? It's all right. It's a product of its time. And it's Ab- terrific. Absolutely. You know? Um, Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt Last there, week, but... oh no, you're good. Not at all. Please. Yeah. Um, last week, my girlfriend and I went to this place up in the northeast called Sector Seventeen, and it's a Indian place. And they had, oh, what was it now? They had um, like a masala fries or something. Shoot, what was it now? Some kind of crazy like French fry dish with like Indian spice on it and like sauces and veggies. Hmm. And I got a whole thing of dumplings with a bunch of cabbage and peppers and onions with great like Indian seasoning on it. And she got some kind of, I think it might've been a, like a pork dish as well. And like big chunks of meat in it with a bunch of veg. And we were just blown away by this place. It was awesome. Hmm. I think there's only two or three in the city, but wow. 10 out of 10. Uh, Sector 17, definitely go check it out. Um, what? Oh, there was another one that I had. Uh, oh, yes. Yesterday, no, last week I went to, um, I was getting a haircut downtown for the concert and I had a little bit of time before my appointment. And so I went to Last Best Brewing oh, yeah. and I sat down at the bar And I got their hazy pale ale. Like, let me tell you, I love nothing more than a hazy pale ale where the appearance and taste of it it so closely resembles orange juice. Like, that's my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Just a good, juicy, fruity, Hmm. cloudy beer. It's like my favorite thing. And theirs did not disappoint. It was top shelf. Um, And so yesterday... After work, I decided to go back downtown and I was thinking of going to um, Last Best again, but they were closed for a private event. I said, okay, cool. What other breweries are in the city or in the area? And 33 Acres came up and 33 Acres is a brewery that's out in Vancouver, hmm. which I've been to a few times when I've been out there. And so I figured, okay, I'm going to go check out the place here in Calgary. And I was chatting with some other people on Sunday about it and said yeah you gotta go check it out so i went and oh man i'm so happy that their mezcal goze is available and i can just go downtown and get it instead of having to fly to vancouver for it it was so good uh and then i bought a a four pack of of one of their hazies as well i'm just a big hazy ipa guy i love it it's like pumpkin spices to white girls what ipas are to white guys yeah it's that's, true. That's for sure. It's true. It's super accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I guess not. Not too too much. Oh, I, there's one thing uh, I did discover. Go go at for hockey. Uh, Post game beers. Someone brought. I mean, there's a few of us that like um, the fruitier drinks. Yeah. So we bring like 
the gin tempos or like white claws Ooh, and things nice. like that. Um, there's two favorites that I've got. One is the Jameson with ginger ale and lime. Yes. In a think, tall boy. I think I told you. I think that, we but. had that when we yeah. watched that concert at your place last year. Yes, we did. We did. Yeah. It's delicious. It definitely will get me over the top because it's, <laughs> it's a big drink. Yeah. Um, but and they're tasty too. Super like they're tasty. dangerously and tasty. And I mean, I mean, the bigger problem is that I just don't know how to drink properly, and I <laughs> like guzzle it like it's Gatorade. <laughs> I gargle it and everything. Yeah. Um. But one of the guys brought a drink for me, and it's by Tropicana. No kidding. The juice company. Okay. So it was it was pineapple juice, and I think it was vodka. But because of the Bro, real fruit what? juice in there, I was just like, this is the best. <laughs> oh, and then man. I went on the website afterwards. They've got, I, I can't remember right now, but they've got a bunch of different flavors. And I'm just like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, summertime. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was just like, this, uh, is, love it. this is drinking juice. This is not good for me, but also very good for me. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Gin and Kool-Aid. still going to happen this summer. It's classic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't threaten me with a good time. That's right. Yeah. I do, and you're just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's it for me. So, Cool beans. Cool. Well, this was fun. Yeah, man. Glad you could uh, come and hang out for a bit <laughs> and that Andrea had a night off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't, like, get into religion and, like, all I mean, we certainly could. We... we I Andrew touched, and I, I have been talking about that. I touched on it briefly. We want to get a friend of hers on who's a pastor. Yeah. And uh, we've been trying to get him on for a little while. So we want to try and get him on during the summer when it's a little more relaxed for him. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Probably when the, get when into there the religion and spirituality stuff. Christmas or a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think I touched on it a little bit with like when I was getting into Ted Lasso. Yeah. Because to me, that's very like, it, it's close. Just like to not be a dick or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's actually in the Bible. Jesus said, "Don't be a dick." That's pretty. He turned to Peter, slapped him across the face, and said, "Don't be a dick." Don't be a dick. After he cut off a guy's ear, he's like, "Hey, Peter, yeah. let me just put this on real quick." Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> that's uh, is that blasphemy right there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's such a. Religion is such a funny thing right now. And yeah. I, we've had many conversations about this yeah. on our own. But, yeah. That could be its whole own episode, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm always game to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, Me too. One of these days. Well, you know my thoughts on it. Yeah. So. And you know my thoughts on it. I do. Now it's just a matter of us sharing our thoughts with the world. <laughs> Mine is don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is also don't be a dick. So there we go. We agree. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. Cool, buddy. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, this man. Chill. Anytime. Cool. Let's do it again. Until the Ted Lasso episode. Until Ted Lasso. Yeah. yeah. It's happening. Is Andrea on this train? Ted Lasso train? Uh, I don't know. She should be. I hope so. She really should be. If she's any kind of self-respecting person, she definitely should be. You know, Friends isn't the be-all, end-all. Friends, like, Friends is good, but Friends is, you know, a product. It's like Seinfeld. It's a product of its time. Seinfeld's great, too. Yeah. You know? But the one where Ted Lasso is better. The one where Ted Lasso is better. (laughs) The one where Ted Lasso is gateway therapy. Yeah. Yeah.
the one where Ted Lasso says, don't be a dick. <laughs> be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. Yeah. yeah. Cool, buddy. All right, man. 